Welcome to another edition of Smiths on Rallying. I'm joined by Tim and today's guest, Robbie Stokes. Robbie, introduce yourself and where, who the fuck are you? Oh, well, as you said, I'm Robbie Stokes. I'm a rally driver from New Zealand, as most people that will listen to this podcast know. But um, yeah, I've been, been growing up with rallying with the whole family thing and everything like that. So, uh, and now I've just gotten into it in the last sort of four or five years and uh, going pretty well at the moment. Mate, I think you've gone pretty well. I think you've gone from literally sitting on your ass, fucking running around the countryside and sticking your hands up fucking cow's bums to actually uh, <laughs> driving an AP4 car like a fucking machine. Yeah, oh, well, I can't say I was a full dairy farmer, so I never did that sort of thing, but a uh, bit of milking, I did that. But, um, yeah, no, it's pretty cool to be able to drive one of these machines. They're, um, they're incredible. They're, uh, yeah, the technology that we have these days, and, and I'm lucky enough to be able to use it. It's pretty pretty awesome. The, yeah, so uh, from, for most of our audience out there, they'd know that this year you've had, like, a pretty extraordinary run that, one event has gone your way, but the rest of them have, you've been there or thereabouts until some mechanical failures have sort of punished you. But in terms of your background, you've gone through front-wheel drive cars and then eventually evolved into the four-wheel drive platform. You've had a pretty stunning run now that you're in the four-wheel drive car. Does that feel like pretty insane? Yeah, well, I think, like you said, starting in the front-wheel drive, that was the best stepping stone towards the four-wheel drive because it teaches you to keep the car straight and... Um... Yeah, and I think that's where the, the speed came straight away. And I was obviously just so comfortable with the car. It's a very well set up car and a good engine, good gearbox, everything. So it's um makes my job easy. I just have to, you know, work on the pace notes and all that. And um yeah, just keep on yeah, I don't know, just uh yeah, just just have fun with it, I think. A lot of people I I think maybe they just get a bit too competitive, but I've I've just always sort of just looked at it as having fun but I'm, I'm obviously a really competitive person but um yeah. understate <laughs> yeah but um yeah some of those results this year I was pretty frustrated like we've had the speed all year it's just yeah getting the car to um be reliable has been the problem for us but I think um that result at Hawke's Bay sort of um gave us a confidence booster for the car's reliability and moving forward I think we've got on top of the problem but um, haven't done a two day rally with it yet so fingers crossed <laughs> I know Tim's got some uh, a boatload of questions for you so I'll let Tim fire away and just turn through your story Rightio. well should we start off you know I think you you know a lot of people when they get into rallying they didn't actually start with rallying I think from your background, you know, and, and you, know, you and I have grown up together for, you know, forever. We know each other from a long, long time ago. Um, but we both started off in motorbikes. Now, I, I only rode motorbikes to try and beat my old man, which I still haven't succeeded to do. <laughs> but didn't you do some racing of some kind or what was the go there? Yeah, yeah, I did, um, did get into motocross a bit. It was, um, it was great fun when I got into it and, um, Got, got a really good bike so I felt um, felt like a, like obviously the competitive side coming out of me I could actually be be there or thereabouts but um, obviously it's it's um, yeah if you want to be good at motocross you have there's a lot more people on the start line it's a lot more um, unforgiving sport if you if you crash it's sort of your body's injured not the, not just the car so 
Oh uh, yeah, I've re- really enjoyed, it. and I think I learned a lot of the skills that I have through um, interrallying through motocross. Like some of them are transferable with the hand-eye coordination and the depth depth perception um, and the competitiveness of it as well. But having side by side racing, I love that. But um, one crash too many sort of uh, opened my eyes with that, and uh, I realised it was probably time to sell the bike. And before I really hurt myself, um, so yeah, I just got rid of it and gone to rallying yeah so yeah to me like i honestly wasn't aware that you did motocross what was your background in that sport and where did how far did you go well i actually i was thinking about this today actually the first time i rode a motorbike was down at the um down at north side there with um on your bike tim i think it was a was it a crf80 or something yeah crf80 yeah oh, no. we, yeah i oh, was at white white wasn't it yeah yeah, and I shot up into the sand dunes, and you guys didn't see me for a while. I think I, I think I fell over or something, but got back up and got her back. But it's probably the world's slowest lap time. But yeah, that was oh, the first time on the bike. <laughs> I remember when uh, you bought your was it your CRF two thirty, and yeah. then and I had the what Jack rides now, which is the CR one hundred five. One was a four stroke, which was a bit rideable, and one was just an absolute animal screaming eagle. And then for some reason, I went better on your bike, and you went better on my bike. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the one two five. That was just a machine. It was um, it was too powerful for me for my experience and my skill level. Um, yeah. The first race I actually did, there's um, a guy called Dylan Walsh. He's he's actually a professional motocross rider over in Europe now. <laughs> he um. There's obviously you know what the the whole shot is at the corner. I just came it was my first ever race and it was on the CR125 and I just came screaming in third gear pinned at the corner and I just crashed into him and he did a big scorpion over his um, back of his feet touches touches helmet and he he got up and still won the race. He lapped me as well, so um, he wasn't too happy with me after that though. But yeah, that was um yeah where it all started sort of thing for the racing but yeah nah, I'm, I'm glad I don't do it anymore I, I think I'd just get too eager and try and have a go again so yeah it's good that I'm in the something with a cage around me and yeah can't hurt myself as much <laughs> <laughs> the uh so like obviously you, you like you say you moved on from motorbikes and then you got into um into rallying but like obviously we all know that your old man he's quite interrelling he's a bit of a legend around new zealand relating uh, he you know he won the was it the 88 nzrc championship i think it was in the in the old Sierra, something like that 88 89 yeah it was uh, uh, 1985 and 1988 oh shit there you go oh, there's something i didn't know yeah so, so he's one of i don't know two or three maybe four people to win it in a two-wheel drive and a four-wheel drive shit hmm that's the way to go. So yeah. obviously, with him being in 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 the rally, and you know, he's he's quite experienced in what it is. You got into, you know, your first rally car. Uh, well, there was actually a few first rally cars, wasn't there? There was a there was a green and white Starlet that Shane McKenzie bought off you, and you did like an autocross in that and broke an axle or a diff <laughs> or something. First time you drive it. I blame then you, you for uh, that. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> and then. Uh, you got into then you did a, a rally in uh, the Canary Rally, didn't you? In a, in a Levin, was that with your first rallies, or was there something before that? Uh, so there was we hired a car off Bryce Biggs. Um, it was an A86 Starlet four-age engine. Oh uh, yeah, 
awesome car to start in because you have the long wheelbase and you can just throw it round. And I remember that really. Uh, we were going really well. We had a good first stage. We we're doing the note um, really blind, no notes. Um, yeah, just having having fun and seeing where we got. And yeah, Dad told me a story after the first stage. He got about twenty phone calls at once saying, "God, what the hell's going on with with your kids?" So um, yeah. Um, but yeah, we were going really well. And then I think it was the sixth or seventh stage, just Amy sort of saw me getting a bit out of shape. And I'm like, I know what I'm doing. And two quarters <laughs> later, we were seesawing over a bank in the middle of the Ashley Forest. Straight down was about maybe 100 meter drop. We we just got out of the car. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I say it was. I'm exaggerating a bit. But um, the bank was down and we were edged in there. But that was... Yeah, uh, the fish was this big. But really, it was only this. Yeah, know, taking this... a page out of your book, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Over exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my camel fish. Yeah, so and that then... was. Um, yeah, that was uh, that rally. We obviously showed the pace from the get go. I think so. Um, decided to uh, buy that starlet, and um, yeah, that was interesting that autocross i thought it sorry I, I take that back i thought it was you in the car with me at the um when the when the axle broke but it was um it was my mate chris so um i'll take that back sorry tim <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna, I'm gonna I, throw I i'm that. gonna throw something out there but i i distinctly remember i don't know how true it was or something but did you still was it amy's car or something and go joyriding in the paddock outside your house one time but was that before you're rallying or? Oh, I've done heaps. I've stolen heaps of cars, dads, mums. <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing a story about something in that paddock that we used to go, like you guys had the grass cuts and stuff. Yeah. And you went out and I thought it was Amy's car and you did some like wee joyriding with your mates one day. Well, we might've taken her wee red escort out actually. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like it. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Doing a few drifties. <laughs> Wrecking the paddocks. Yeah. Oh, we had this um we had this old Mark II escort a, a four door one, so it wasn't worth much. But so we just buddy, yeah, the old mustard. <laughs> it's gonna be ready for um Monte Carlo next year, Dad says. So yeah. Oh right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, so it's just a it was a bit of a fun car. Completely gutless, so we decided to cut half the muffler off. So it sounds pretty cool, but it doesn't go very fast. <laughs> we I, haven't I rolled it though, so that's to pretty like good. Your hose tonight that was made out of like an old garden hose. It was yeah, hilarious. yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, that was a dream. That was a so, fun car. Hmm. Like, on top of let's go back to you know legal racing. You know, your old man decided then that you were going to build an a triple one levin and then for some unknown reason and i still am boggled by mine today one of the first events that car ever did what well, one of <laughs> was the 2016 silverfern rally <laughs> which i you know if you don't know what the silverfern rally is it's what seven eight days long it's well over a thousand kilometers in, in stages. I mean, I don't know, mate, but that's a bit of a fucking running crash course at Hamilton <laughs> Yeah, but that, that's that's how we saw it. Like, um, and it ends up being, I think, more 
more um i don't know more rewarding than say doing a one day rally and then having to wait three weeks or four weeks and then doing another one it's rallying day after day after day after day so you just learn learn how everything works a bit faster and obviously i crashed out of that rally but um the car didn't have the um right brakes in and whatnot so um yeah that sort of well tell tell us the story tell us tell you know that you know i mean there was a lot happening over the course of that that weekend or <laughs> yeah. that week that week um you know obviously your old man and your mum were in the classic class and you were in the challenge class and i remember about day four or five something like that you first you it was down in lawrence and there was this particular cut that both you and your old man actually did and ended up in the same bank (laughs) i completely forgot about that yeah we did it this year on the otago rally as well oh god you can't no (laughs) no no we did that stage oh right yeah 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 so uh yeah oh that that rally was just full of full of everything everything you'd want uh, basically it's a whole season of rallying in seven days so it was just basically the, that's the way we saw it to get experience for me and amy as well so um and the team just getting in that environment how i could um you know come into service and then learn all about that and how how everyone sees what i what i say about the car and how everything works basically that's that really helped for us but oh that that event um thing it was then the the first crash there's three of them <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the first crash was in the Hakamatea valley and it was uh, about maybe halfway through maybe three quarters of the way through we're coming down a hill and brakes were feeling a wee bit sort of soft and i'm like oh yeah i'll just sort of coast down then i sort of went into this corner pressed the brakes nothing so basically one side is a big bank another side 200 meter drop down so um i decided to go for the bank and we lost the rear right wheel that went down the bank (laughs) so yeah had to uh get the service crew to come in and a couple of spectators that were watching they like ran up just completely fizzing like is this your wheel is this your wheel and we're like uh (laughs) Yeah, it is. Thanks, guys. <laughs> like, crawled it up this mountain. So that was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, car was pretty battered, but the, the crew, Ian and everyone, and um, just got the car running for the next day just to, yeah, just to get it going for the next day was absolutely incredible. There's a bit of a story about the windscreen. Um, they were closed up, so we had to, um, yeah, get a get a new windscreen obviously because you can't race without a with a cracked windscreen so um apparently the i don't know how the story went but because I, I was asleep ready for the next day but um apparently the it was a saturday night or something and the the dad who was going to do the windscreen we rang him up he's like yeah i could do it but i've had about eight beers so i can't drive <laughs> but i can get my daughter so, <laughs> apparently she's about eight or nine <laughs> so she drives him up he puts the windscreen in yeah so oh, and then shit. we're racing and then we're racing the next day and uh off away laughing again and oh it was just an awesome event absolutely loved it would love to do it again um that is the the goal but uh yeah time will tell 
that's that's a lot of money to put forward and uh it's only yeah, getting more unfortunately more expensive exactly and um if it's in the south island we can definitely have a look at it but uh if it's in the north island probably not but um you touched yeah. on before how like when you were doing or well, it was prior to you doing single rally, single day rallies but for people out there that might be listening that are younger drivers and stuff, how important is it that, well, not important, but how beneficial was it to be doing basically, what was it, seven or eight days of rallying back to back so you could literally learn as much as you could in a week's time? Yeah, well, I think that was just the best way to learn um, learn how to rally drive, just doing it, doing anything day after day after day, you're going to learn mm. Whether it's tennis, whether it's cricket, whether it's rugby, if you're doing it day after day, you're gonna learn muscle movements and reaction times and everything like that. All, I think it all coincides with each other. So, um, yeah, I think there's it's it's huge. I mean, it's it's a huge it's a big cost to do it, but I think you you gain it back with the experience that you gain so quickly. Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, we're I was very lucky that I got to do it, but um, like saying doing rally sprints is also a good way of doing it but also you're you're um you've got breaks in between so mm. that i mean you're still learning but just not not as fast i guess yeah. and i think that's sorry tim i'm gonna put off your questions now but we see like hayden now is like leaps and bounds ahead of the field because he it's a similar sort of thing he, he was rallying every weekend for like the last five years it's just same thing as doing a silver firm where you're like, if you rally all that time, you're going to gain so much like experience. We don't get a lot of practice in the sport. So experience counts for everything. Yeah. Well, I think where Hayden's got ahead is obviously going to doing the production world championship, getting all that overseas experience and, um, and the WRC obviously. And also like you say, just always driving always. And also always just being in the environment of rally. Whereas mm -hmm. like some people they have date will, Every, everyone in New Zealand basically has a day job and they have to can't just think about rallying 24-7 whereas that was Hayden's job that's what he did just 24-7 yeah. was just rallying so I think that makes you better at it as well because you're always thinking about it you, you, you'd be thinking about it more than if you've got a daytime job like I do so um, and have the whole time but um, yeah I think like looking at it that way um, yeah yeah <laughs> about well in saying that like you know it, obviously not a lot of us get to have the opportunity of doing seven days of rallying or having that case but i know that both of you have been to rally finland and like on a driver's point of view watching a, a rally like rally finland it does it like when you look at other people driving does that help you in the sense of driving as well or you know you look at their their driving style as they drive past going actually that kind of works or um, so, sorry, Robbie. I'll answer that one. Uh, yeah, my driving has gotten a lot better after going to Finland. <laughs> I, um, your driving I like ex ended up in the Linda's Pass as well as your fucking ego now. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you reckon, like, Rally Finland? Give me give us a rundown. What do you think of Rally Finland? Oh, other than Rally New Zealand, it's, it'd be the best rally in the world. <laughs> those those roads are just absolutely mental. Like, and the speed oh, the that those WRC that... cars are going is just absolutely crazy. It's, yeah, if you haven't been, or if you need to go, if you if before you die, because it's it's a bucket list 
rally, I think. Um, yeah, it's just, just what about crazy. The bar? Are the bars any good over there, mate? Are the are the are the you know are the finished woman like just the thing to have? Or? Well, here's the problem. I um I did this rally tour and <laughs> there was two hotels we could stay at. One was in the middle of nowhere, and one was in the centre of the Basque. Uh, vascular. That's it. Um, and I had to stay in the one at, uh, in the middle of nowhere, about a hundred kilometres away from civilization. So. <laughs> So they had a bar there, but um, yeah, it was a bit, a bit average to be honest. But yes, I mean, I wasn't there for the for the drinking. I was there for the rallying. So that was um, the main reason I went. But bullshit. Ah, but but to go to Yavascular and um, yeah, I mean, I went to a, on the last night we stayed in Yavascular and I went to a bar and met Miko Hovenen. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, had a bit of a yarn to him, but then apparently. A bus was leaving, so I had to go. But I should have just stayed and gone on the, yeah. the rack with them. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> but as like as as Robbie touched on before, there is nothing like seeing a WRC car in full tilt. It it is an experience, and mm. I've done Australia and Finland, and Australia a couple times. But yeah, it's like New Zealand rallying's very, especially this year, is very impressive. But seeing a WRC car is like. Holy shit. And I hope to God that Rally New Zealand can come back next year and we can see them on our home soil and doing their thing because it's so impressive. I think it's, uh, you know, one day. I hope they do because I haven't actually seen a WRC stage. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't even seen a WRC car on a WRC stage. That's just sad. Um, Yeah, that is quite sad. Right, moving on. After the Levin... We get you then buy Robbie an R2. Now the R2 that you bought is left hook. It's you know a different sort of driving style to live in, but somewhat similar. It's sequential. The gear levers on the wrong side, and it used to be owned by Regan Ross. So, <laughs> what, what, why he moved from the live in to the R2? Is it like just to give explain what? You know, obviously Jack and I know what the difference between the the live-in and the R2 is, but the, between the terms of driving styles and and you know sitting in the other seat, is there is there similarities or are they really different? Um, driving style doesn't really change. Obviously, you've got the sequential gearbox, so that makes life a hell of a lot easier. And the electric power steering that was a lot easier as well. Um, the left hook, it uh, it's just sort of. A, I always said when anyone asked me, if, if you let it get into your mind that it's a problem, it will be. So I just said from the get-go, oh, right, I'm in a left-hand drive car. This is fine. It was actually harder to drive it on the road sections than the stages. So um, the first rally for that was uh, Westland. Um, and it took about five, it took about five corners. And, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a problem sort of thing. Yeah. That's cool. And then, because um, it, it, was it in the same year or was it the year a year later i mean you had that crash um at otago and um and you put it into the into the salt water and you know jack made a video of it from motorsport new zealand about it and you know your sister was on it as well and you know like i that not not as such the accident i mean the crash we all know about but like after you know ian really definitely tried to get that car going again didn't he and i think he did in the end didn't he 
Oh, we tried really hard to get that car going again, but um, yeah, just um, big mistake on my half. We're just we just gone close. Well, a few seconds off Dylan's record and Curry Bush, um, and and I was feeling pretty confident. And <laughs> that's when really bad things are, uh, can happen, and they did. We just took a it was only about three corners into the next stage and just took it flat and it was a five so um yeah did not get away with it and it was a big lagoon like you said and salt water and luckily the car landed the right way up otherwise it would have been a different story but um yeah but a big eye no um landing in the water uh but yeah getting getting back into it luckily we were uh, able to hire another car off Hayden Spatcher for the for the re- remainder of the season and then just came up short because a bloody engine blew up at Coromandel but um oh, it's amazing though because like I, I always think that it's that's a funny weird. sport rallying isn't it it's just like <laughs> yeah can be going so I mean, good and then you just get yeah just thrown I, out I, the back instantly yeah personally I think that your 2019 season was probably one of your best I mean you know in Fongaray you know you you did get Spatch's car and then and actually win your class and you know you did bloody well you put a good times in it at Whangarei to come back from that crash and then straight into it again was just impressive and then that win at uh, Rally Canterbury in 2019 I mean that was just impressive you got a flat tyre in stage 3 and you lost about 3 minutes to Mike Sheehan and then you got the time back over the rest of the stages and then on the last stage down Mount Grey Road, you came back and put 15 seconds and got 10th overall on the last stage. I mean, like, the bounce back you had in 2019, it was, you know, although you got to the end and the engine popped, but, like, the from the Otago crash to all the way to, you know, Rally South Canterbury, even when you put a good result there as well, you know, you, you smoked it. I mean, like, you actually fully got used to the front-wheel drive car, like, really, really well. Like, it's, yeah, I, I think that's just showing that your talent really actually shone in that car. And that's when, you know, you I think, and that's, was it in 2019, your old man then was building the the Fiesta, the, the AP4 car, wasn't he? Yeah, he did a couple of rallies in it um, in 2019, yeah. But, um, yeah, oh, the R2 was just a, a really good stepping stone car to what I'm in today. I think for people getting into the rallying, an R2 is probably too expensive to start off with. Start off with something like maybe a Starlet or even a an A Triple One like we did, because you can keep the cost low. Um, but yeah, the R2 is a great stepping stone um, car. Um, but yeah, uh, like you say, Canterbury. Um, I actually have to thank Hayden for that last stage here. He, he was there and he um, helped look over the pace notes before the last last run down Mount Grey in the dark. So, um, and we went faster in the dark than in the day. So we're actually pretty pretty stoked with that result. It was it was a wild ride, but uh, yeah, great <laughs> fun, great fun, and and to bring back that gap. But yeah, he just taught me then never give up, never give up hope. Even if you get a puncture in those three minutes, you can still get it back. And anything can happen in rallying. Yeah, it's just like you know, even uh, the that time. You know, uh, I think uh, Jonty and I were talking about it the other night, and you know, yeah, that that was probably we both agreed that was probably your best result in terms of the in the R two. I mean, that that recovery is just insane. <laughs> Three minutes, man. That's nuts. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're just, yeah, you just got to, I don't know, give it a go, give it all your best when you get behind and um, try and not let the pressure get to you of being so far behind. Just just charge on and hit your marks and listen to Amy and and everything will flow and, and that's what happens. So, yeah, it, really actually, good result. Talking of, of, of your sister, like, what's it like having Amy you know in the Kogarova seat I mean my sister I can hardly argue about what we're doing for fucking when we go out for dinner like you know we go somewhere we're like no fuck <coughs> off you know and so like you know having your sister in the car you know there's got to be a lot of those bickering moments because like you know your brother and sister in the end or is it like a, you know a good relationship in the car oh a few moments few few times early on we'd be at in rallies and crash out and I remember one time at Wangarei and Waipu Caves, we crashed out in the Levin and Amy was like, you just had to bring it home and we're just <laughs> screaming at each other because we, we just didn't have to push or didn't have to do anything stupid and I just thought, no, nah, I'll just chuck it in here and it was a bit of a tarmac section and the back flipped out and yeah, just bent the back wheel in and that was, that was the end of it. But we went crazy at each other. But also like we just, we just know how to, we argue, but we know how to be like, right, we argued, sweet, get on with it. We've got a job to do and just forget about it. And yeah. and it's not personal. It's just it's just mistakes. People make mistakes. No one's perfect. So, um, But when we're, when we're on form, I think Amy's Amy's perfect in the car like that. Um, yeah, all the rallies she does and co-driving, she does an amazing job. And also with the organising of the rallies and everything. She's a big part of that, of the team and everything. And, um, yeah, I think we work really well in the car. Yeah. No, it's going, it's going bloody well. And it's, it, it can only go, go better. I think like with the pace note side of things. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The, um, I think, uh, you know, we, we finished the, the R2 and then we're on to the AP4 car. Now, AP4 car, before we start, I want us to be side like, would you go AB4 or an R5? Now, I know no. you drive an AB4, but if you had the money, <laughs> side by side, would you still go with an AP4 car? Or yeah, 100%. 100% AP4. Why is that? Um, I think you can do more with them. You know, you buy an R5 and it's just like you buy it and then you have to just go to the rally. You can't, you can't develop the car yourself. Yeah. You, you, it's like, I mean, you can play around this with the suspension, but that's about all you can do. And, and for the, for our team, like Ian, he absolutely loves just design, developing the car and making things better. And with Jack as well, he, he absolutely loves just making the car go better and better with the Motec system that we've got in it. And it, and it actually shows. It does actually go better. Whereas with an R5, you're locked out of the computer. You can't really do do much to them. I'm, I, I think that's the way it goes. I'm not 100% sure. But I think, yeah, you, you buy a package and it's a very good package. I'm not taking any away from anything away from an R5. But, um, yeah, no, I'd have an AP4. And in New Zealand especially. But obviously when you go overseas, you have to go go and look at that R5 Um because that's all there is, pretty much, other than WFC. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I'm going to jump in here and talk about um, your debut in the AP4 at the Golden Twelve Hundred last year, because 
I think it was me and my dad that were standing on the start line and just like waiting to see how you'd go. And we were like sort of tentative about because he had passed and you'd, he had shunted a few cars, <laughs> let's be honest. We were a bit like, oh, okay. And then you took off from the line and we could obviously for the 1200, you could see all the way up the hill. So we could see all the way to the spectator point And it was like, holy shit. And I don't know what made you hook up with that car so much, but it was so impressive. How did you feel about that? Especially the first run on that car at an event. What what was going through your head, really? Yeah, I mean, well, I was probably supposed to be nervous, but I just, I just, I wasn't really. I was more excited to drive the car, and that's all. That's the only thing I was thinking of. Just excited to be able to drive, just an absolute weapon of a machine, and um. Yeah, not not feel any pressure and not, yeah, I don't know. Just the speed just came from, I suppose, throughout the years, just learning and, yeah, I don't know, really, to be honest. It just, it's a bloody really good car. It's an amazing car to drive and it makes, it's it's really easy as well, actually. It's probably the easiest rally car I've driven. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I can't really put my foot... So good, Robbie. Can I have a go? I want to go. What's that? Can I have a go? I want to go. I want to go at your car. You want to swap drivers? We'll, we'll swap, swap cars. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can you'll... drive my fucking Starlet. I'll drive the AB4 because it sounds easy. You'll have to ask the owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he said it's all good. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't put my finger on... Um, you know, straight away where the speed came from, but but it has, and I'm really really happy about that. But we all are, so yeah, that's all basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like there was no like we know you had time in the car prior, but it wasn't much. And then you got to that event and that first run. I don't think anybody expected how quick you were. Like to take on Andrew Graves or Dougie, as we all know him. He's a very fast driver and you were like instantly there and it was like oh shit he's got it yeah, no, it was pretty big pretty cool to be battling with the likes of Dougie and and Scott Simpson and that it was um it mm. was a bloody awesome event to start off in though but um yeah high profile and um really cool to get us to go down there by Hayden and be a part of all the the little activities beforehand that was pretty yeah pretty cool to be a part of but yeah like I said just just having fun with it I think and not 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 putting any pressure on myself to do well and i think that's when people perform at their best when they don't feel any pressure and they just feel comfortable and and they're not nervous well sometimes nerves can make you go better but um for me nerves means you you're sort of a bit tight and you don't really yeah you're feeling mm. a little bit tentative sort of thing so um yeah i think that's where the that's where it came from just just yeah not feeling like i had to achieve anything that day and yeah so while you're live on the podcast we'll get you to say that you're going to enter god 200 next year and uh we'll see you on february 5th and 6th <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're back to me into a corner jack cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bugger. Um, oh, we'll see how we go we'll see how we go Oh no, that's not the answer I'll we want. You know, is that is that, is that better? <laughs> I'll send you an email. Yeah. <laughs> the email will just say, 
No, give up. I have to have a meeting with my advisors. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, that's, you know, we're talking about your first drive but in the AP4, but I think the best of the best of what you've achieved was Rally Canterbury 2020. Your first rally mm. overall win. Now, I didn't get that far in that rally because some idiot decided to take a whole heap of flat shit and break its diff. So I got to see the last, well, I saw a couple of stages. One Punga Road was one of them. And I saw you come through there and you were just an absolute man on a mission. And then I got to see at the finish line of, uh, of the last stage at the bottom of the Mount Grey Road and uh, you know we watched we were watching the times and you we knew the times but you didn't you're like did we win did we win <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and you did and it was you know that was one of the best moments in, in my life as as well as yours I think you know to see a guy that I grew up with you know from Waikuku by the way drink the water that's where the speed comes from <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> the um, you know that that to me was uh, an absolute moment in my life that I'll never forget is you winning your first rally, you know, the, the overall. <laughs> I didn't think of that was ever going to happen for a long time. You know, how was the feeling when you got to the bottom of Matt Gray and you realised that you won the rally? I was, oh, I honestly don't know what I was thinking. It's just like, is this real sort of thing? So I didn't... Oh. When we started that rally, I didn't think we had any chance of doing that well. I thought maybe maybe a top 10 would be good. But, um, yeah, to do that and have that battle with Josh all day, that was really fun. I really loved battling with Josh. He's an awesome competitor. Um, but, yeah, having you at the end there, mate, that was pretty cool. You bloody jumped yourself in the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, it was pretty special, that result. The first, first win, like you said, and... Um, hometown win too hometown win we could we can actually see the road from our house see um <laughs> see the down um down part of the rally sprint from our house so um yeah no it's pretty pretty special yeah it was, that's amazing it was, it was a good day but i can i can remember <clears throat> um because i had to shoot off to i think it was japan or something that day to go for one of the aprc rounds and i was like driving from the rally and watching the Momac live stream of that last stage. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't, Tim and you grew up together, but I, I knew you well enough. Oh, that we I was all like, grew up together. A, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a fanboy. And I was like, holy shit, is he going to do this? And then into the last stage, I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, had quite a few tubes at the airport. Because I was like, fucking get on him. Oh, cheers. Yeah, it was. I was bloody... I was, yeah, I was getting a bit worried because the dust was getting really bad in that last stage and oh, places in Mount Grey where we're literally just about stopped going down. So I was like, nah, this is us screwed. And Amy's just like, just keep going, just keep going, it'll be all right. And I'm like, nah, we've lost way too much time, but we, we got to the end and we, and we did it. So, yeah. That was, was um, that was like, you know, wasn't it the same year where Matt Summerfield was like pushing real hard and he put it up on two wheels? Like he was going for it too, trying to catch it. Yeah, yeah, mm. no, he was he was giving it a good good go. Um, like these got they, they didn't just give up on the last round. These all you guys were just absolutely sending it. Oh yeah, if you <laughs> gave up, you would have lost it. So um, yeah, 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 we just 
we just said that. I I think I knew the times. I don't normally know the times, but I think I might have known roughly what the gap was. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. So, uh, yeah, we just did Shreden, what we did. Buckle it was up. Gonna be a hell of a fucking ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buckle up, Johnny. We were bloody going for a ride, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a... It was an interesting day, though. It wasn't all plain sailing. We had the, the probably the start of where the issue started with the car um, throughout that day, overheating. So, um, mm. yeah, that was pretty frustrating. But I, I'm like, I'm sure Tim will touch on it soon. But in terms of the first and second Canterbury Rally win, and then Hawks Bay being second to Hayden, and what what was probably one of the classes fields we'd had for quite a few years. Is that your proudest moment, the first win? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, just oh, the first one's always the most special, isn't it? For most, I think most people will say that until you mm. win something really high profile. But um, and for it to be at the home event in front of friends and stuff like that, um, yeah, it was pretty special. And, and the second time at Canterbury as well, that was just um, yeah, uh, yeah, the same thing. It was. Um, it was one of those like eat that you fuck with. <laughs> No, 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 not at all. It was just um, really unfortunate to see Josh off the line. Um, Rakers uh, have problems or whatever, and then Matt have his own problems. So, um, yeah, yeah, I had a bit of an advantage there. But, um, yeah, we, I mean, we still won, so can't can't really take that away. But um, is, it, is that the first father-son win of an uh, event? Nah, Jack's. Oh, no, surely not. I think it. Oh, uh, I think it might it? have been. Because Jack Jack Hawkswood hasn't won anything. Yeah, he won that rally, and yeah, he's he won, won Waitomo. Waitomo doesn't count. God, that's Does Andrew really. won Waitomo though? No, I, I don't think so. Oh, maybe he has, but that was that was after you. That was last yeah, year. Maybe Andrew that? won it way back on in the day though. Well, well, yeah. I'm sure someone will tell us. Because I think let's just claim it. That's the first father son of right, you see one of events. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on from your your, your win in Canterbury Rally, um, you know, end of the year twenty twenty, Jack's Ridge. Now, what did you think of Jack's Ridge? And like, tell us, tell us, tell us the weekend of of Jack's Ridge. What? How did that go? Of Jack's Ridge or the rally as well? Just Jack's well, Ridge? Or you could, yeah, let's start with the rally. Let's start with the rally. Right. Well, the rally, I'll, I'll do a short version of the rally. Rally started real good and then it was really bad and then it was really good again. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Oh, that's good. Right. Jack, I want the Jack's Ridge long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just went to Jack's Ridge, not really expecting anything. So we knew how many high profile drivers were there in the, and the caliber of drivers, they were just like Shane Van Gisbergen, like professional V8 supercar driver, probably the best all-round driver on the planet, nearly. Like with the drifting and everything that he does, um, pretty cool to be a part of all that and racing against him. But um, really excited, and and the whole event, the event as a whole. Like if you haven't been, you really should go this year, or if it's not on this year, go next year. Um, yeah, it's just incredible the atmosphere and the crowds on the bank and the and the actual layout of the road is really cool and and really unforgiving if you get it wrong. But um, 
yeah, really rewarding if you get it right. But um, yeah, really enjoyed the road and the and the whole event. Um, but yeah, like I said, we weren't trying to push for anything, so we just put some old some old kumis on for the practice, and we were just oh yeah, about where we were going to be. And then it was the last uh, we got into the qualifying runs, and um, I think it was the last thirty two or something. We put on some new tires and we got into the 16. No, sorry. Um, we we put on new tires into, was it the top 16 maybe? Yes, yeah. We put on some new tires then into the top 16. So, And then the time was right there. And I was like, oh, righto. Because uh, I think I made a few mistakes in that run. But I haven't done many rally sprints in my life. So um, the likes of Matt Summerfield, who's done nearly every rally sprint there is to to man uh known to man but <laughs> lagoon home yeah well he's done a lot of um ashley forest like high pressure stuff so he's um he was definitely in his in his element there i'm not take, making any excuses or anything but um yeah like i i like i like the um the format of the event the knockout stages that means you just have to be there every time um but i think i still need to learn a bit more about that like um i don't think the pressure so much got to me i think it was just more me overwhelming myself a little bit um so yeah people were saying oh you can go faster on that corner i'll be like yeah cheers mate i'll i'll tell it to my advisor what do you <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah the event as a whole yeah made to the top eight and then put some uh soft kumis on so they were i was good pretty good uh, hey, don't go past a good coma mate. oh no but, mate on a bloody hot day, yes. they go good. <laughs> mate, you get the silage pile fucking comos, mate. Whoa, just, just on the <laughs> medium to hard. Whoa. Whoa, bloody good, bloody good. Yeah, so... The, I, I think, you know, you, you did really well. <clears throat> um, you know, and like the car, the car looked like it was home there as well. Like even in the air, it looked really, really tidy. You know, a lot of the cars didn't like flying. Um, but your car definitely was, especially on the TV, it looked really, really cool. So, you know, I think that's, you know, you did fucking good that weekend. Oh, um, thanks, man. <laughs> the, uh, the, you say about the rally sprints, you know, you hadn't done a lot of rally sprints, but I, I remember one particularly rally sprint. I've just written this down in the note here in the bottom right corner here. Um, what happened to the Levin, Robbie? What are you talking about? What happened to the Levin? I sold it to um a good nah, mate, nah, Tom nah, Morgan. No, 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 Tell me what happened. What you did a rally sprint somewhere? What happened? I don't what, know. What, what happened to the Levin, mate? Why does it look like a banana? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not too sure what happened there. Did you run out of talent? Uh, I may have. <laughs> Go on. Uh, um. Yeah, what was it? Oh, yeah, that's it. That bloody row. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's one to forget. Should we just move on? <laughs> Next question, Ooh, please. Oh, still sad about it. Oh shit! <laughs> ah, it's, that, I've forgotten about it. I eh? just don't really talk that, about it anymore. Oh, I so. think I think what we'll say about that one is is that you never show off to your brother, eh, Jack? Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> now nah, the um, the 
the struts had been out of it and they'd had a look at and um someone adjusted them and well fully yeah, hard just... they were fully hard on the front right and the front the, uh, the left rear and then they're fully soft on the other so they're crossed like fully hard and soft and the tires <laughs> were i don't know something oh. something was wrong with the tires but i'm not making excuses like i crashed the car and i did it but um it was i was going through a corner i wasn't even going fast and it just didn't stop and basically the only thing to hit was a historic concrete wall <laughs> um, so the best part is that I it's all fixed there. now so we don't need to talk about that <laughs> the best part about that is, is that i go up there for a mountain bike ride a couple of, i did it like six months ago had a look and then there's still white paint on the wall <laughs> <laughs> no because we replaced it it wouldn't be white paint on there. surely not <laughs> Oh, it was a pretty things. pretty tough little bit of bit of stage though because it was really rutty and it was wet and it was slippery and it was just oh dude it was so wet that day it was probably not the right time to be running that sprint um I think you Larry... drive for in like f1 because the excuses are out the <laughs> gate <laughs> hamilton i mean Monza just was just, just for that me. sprint just for that sprint i would say all the excuses yeah right. okay. okay isn't that what good drivers do <laughs> Just yeah, never their fault. Excuse themselves for everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's see if we can put. I'm gonna give you some quick fire questions, uh, Robbie, and then uh, I want you to, to just fire them off and see what you think. So, your favorite stage? Favorite stage? Oh man. Mm. I say quick fire. I mean, fucking don't think too much about it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, for me, Tim, somewhere south Canterbury, or either Mount to... Grey, or uh, what's that one in Timaru? Um, stage eight, Spur- nah, the last one. Um, oh, um, like, is it Limestone Valley Road? Yeah, yeah, that's that a good stage. Road is. Wicked, Jack. You, uh, Curry Bush, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because you've done it with Ari in a in a car at two o'clock in the morning. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not exposed <laughs> too much. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, four wheel drive or two wheel drive? Uh, four wheel drive. Four wheel drive. What's your favourite car? This is only for Robbie. Oh no, I'm, I'm gonna answer them too. Oh, fair enough. What's your favourite car, Robbie? Favourite car? Oh, maybe be a Mark II Escort, I think. Oh, I think so. Uh, you rally idols. Me! Yeah, I'd have to say Tim Smith. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say Dad, just because all of all he's done for me, and and he's and he was pretty good back in his day as well. Um, but also, I really like. Um, Sebastian Ogier, how he's turned it. He turned from being not really that liked to like a really liked person, but still incredible at his job. Um, the Sebastian Vettel of. Yeah. Rally. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. The. Yes, all right. Uh, turbo or naturally aspirated? Oh. Turbo. 
Turbo or typical. And <laughs> a good question for you: Who is the person as a competitor that you most fear in rallying? So who's the guy that you're just like, oh shit, he's at the event. I'm not not scared that they're at the, the event, but I would obviously have to say Hayden because he's he's the benchmark. It's not mm. not out of fear. I'm I'm really I really like him being at events because it gives us a benchmark. But um, yeah, he'd be the like the competitive side of it. That's where we want to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. What about the? So I I I think we can probably finish it off about here. I think uh, I mean we've been going for a while now. Um, uh, I overall, overall. Um, we hope we we'll see if you know we got rock rally with the band in a couple of weeks so you're going to be there um hopefully we can well if it's on we can we will smash an awesome result and jack's ridge is a good you know we'll hopefully if it's on this year again as well <laughs> we will hope to have you a really good result there as well and um i think over the uh what we can conclude from you robbie is that you have a pretty awesome family <laughs> who support you all the way and um, let's hope we can see you again winning more rallies in the near future. Let's see if you can win that championship, mate. I reckon it's highly possible. Yeah, we we really want to get there. Uh, it's definitely, yeah, definitely achievable with what we've got going on in the pipeline and everything. Um, yeah, just bring on the next two, and I mean, fingers crossed. Hopefully, COVID bloody stays out and yeah, gives us a chance COVID. to actually get back. So. <laughs> if I yeah. could leave with a final note, I'd just say that you're probably one of my uh, a hero, let alone that I know you. But um, I'm really proud of what you've achieved this year, and all the best for the future. And I'm I'm glad to be a part of what you're doing. And yeah, thanks for joining me and Tim on the podcast. No, cheers, Jack, and cheers, you guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Bye.